Hi everyone. Welcome to our Good Friday service online. Welcome to those of you who are joining Amokyo Methodist Church uh, for the very first time, watching through our recorded service. As we are all very well aware by now, Singapore has entered our circuit breaker mode. It's a feeling that I guess none of us have experienced before. I mean, nobody likes to be shut in, you know, shut out. We have already uh, seen the huge spike of COVID-19 cases earlier this week, and we understand the absolute necessity for this measure. If you don't already know, a circuit breaker is essentially an automatic safety device which kicks in whenever there's a huge and sudden surge of electricity. So this is done so that the rest of the electrical appliances in the house will not be damaged. Let me just give you a simple example from my own home. So I have uh, seven of us staying here. I stay with my in-laws and we use a dryer, a clothes dryer. So when that dryer is in operation, somehow we cannot use the kettle. When we use the kettle, the circuit breaker will kick in because of the huge surge in electricity so that the rest of the appliances in the house is not damaged as a result of this huge surge in electricity. That's when the circuit breaker comes in. So that's my unique home scenario. The whole point of a circuit breaker is so to stop the current so that the rest of the appliances are not protected. Are protected sorry. And so this is where uh, Singapore's circuit breaker comes in to stop the spread of COVID-19 so that the rest of the population will not be infected by this virus. As I said, nobody likes the feeling of being shut in. Let me read to you a passage from scripture and see if you can guess who wrote this passage. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me and you overwhelm me with all your waves. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dreadful assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. They close in on me together. Any guess who might have written these verses? I guess some of us may be thinking of Jonah. Sounds like Jonah, isn't it? All the waves have uncovered him. Jonah, if you do not know, is the prophet who was sent by God to preach to Nineveh. But because he ran away from God, he was disobedient. Uh, he went on board a sheep and uh, the sheep went through a storm and they discovered that he was responsible. And so they cast him over the sheep, they threw him overboard. And so he you know, was uh, caught up in the belly of a big fish. Certainly it sounds like Jonah, isn't it? But unfortunately, that's not the right answer. Let me give you a couple more verses to see if you can guess who really wrote these verses. You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Here, the author doesn't just feel shut in, he feels shut out from his friends. Does it give you a better clue who this person might be? Is it Joseph, whose family threw him into a pit because he was completely repulsive to them? Or was it Apostle Paul, who was confined to his home? He was shut in. He was under house arrest and unable to escape. Now, who wrote this passage? 
Now wait a minute here, don't say Jesus, that's the cheat answer. Everything you can say points to Jesus because every scripture points to Jesus. We also know the Holy Spirit inspired the word of God. So technically, God of course wrote it, but which human character wrote these verses? Are you ready to find out? The answer is Herman. Herman the Ezra Height. Nope, not He-Man. Even though it's spelled the same way, not He-Man, the master of the universe, the cartoon character I grew up watching. No, it is also not uh, the brother of Pastor E-Man. Herman is an Ezraite. In other words, he is one of the sons of Korah, one of the Levitical priests uh, who was assigned uh, during Jesus, uh, during David's time to compose some of these psalms. And the answer is found in Psalm 88 where this psalm was written, Psalm 88. Technically, it's a composite psalm. It says here, it's a psalm of the sons of Korah. At the same time, it's a masculine or a song of Herman the Ezraite. I don't want to bore you with further details about who this person is. You can Google it. You can find out more about him in the rest of the Bible. Suffice it to say that, that the author of this prayer song or this psalm is going through an extremely difficult life. Not just an extremely difficult time, but really an extremely difficult life. Remember I said last week that God's people are not exempt from suffering? Well, Psalm 88 is probably the worst. The worst of all the lament psalms, all the lament songs in all of scripture. Because it describes the extent of suffering that Herman faced. Herman faced three raw emotions. He describes his three very raw emotions. First of all, he experiences abandonment. He feels completely abandoned. He feels cut off and shut off. Let me read to you from verses 3 to 5. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to show. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am a man who has no strength, like one set loose among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, like those whom you remember no more for they are cut off from your land. He feels completely abandoned. Second, he feels betrayed by his closest friend, importantly, even by God himself. Listen to how he feels, describes this feeling of being shut out. Verses 8 to 9. You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim to sorrow. Third, he feels completely helpless and condemned by God. He feels shut in. Let me read again, <clears throat> verses 6 to 7. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. <clears throat> your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. And then again, from verses 15 to 18, afflicted and close to death from my youth up, I suffer terrors, I am helpless. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dreadful assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. They close in on me altogether. You have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. My companions have become darkness. This psalm, this song, this prayer, so-called, ends on the darkest note ever possible. In the Hebrew text, the last word of this psalm or prayer song is literally darkness. As the ESV version, uh, ESV, English Standard Version, has communicated to us, the last word of this song is darkness. Unlike other psalms of lament or songs of lament, which end by at least trying to call out to God for help or to praise God in the midst of suffering, 
This psalm ends in total darkness. God's name is the first word in this psalm, but the last word is darkness. There can be no starker contrast. A, B, C, D. Abandonment, betrayal, condemnation, darkness. Herman feels shut off, shut in, shut out. For those of you who may be listening to a preacher for the first few times, does it shock you that the Bible actually contains a song, a prayer like that? Shouldn't all prayers be positively worded and directed politely towards God? Why would God allow such a song, a prayer to be recorded in the Bible? Why? It doesn't make sense, right? Well, there are at least three reasons. First of all, this psalm, because it's written in God's words, contained in God's word, tells us that God identifies perfectly with how we feel in our darkest hour. As explained in last week's sermon, God's people are not exempt from suffering. The Bible is not only a feel-good book providing self-improvement tips. The Bible provides instead some of the harshest realities of suffering ever. It doesn't gloss over the sins of uh, even the great saints, and it doesn't just paint only a rosy picture of life. Because every word of the Bible is inspired by God, ultimately so-called written by God himself, inspired by the Holy Spirit, this means God experiences every pain that we go through. The God of the Bible is a God who absolutely is empathetic to human pain and suffering. He did not choose to make himself immune and removed from our feelings of abandonment, betrayal, condemnation and darkness. No, our God is God who completely understands how we feel even when we are shut in, shut off, shut out. Second, this psalm demonstrates how we should live and can even pray in our darkest hour. While the last word in this psalm is darkness, the psalmist does pray this prayer ultimately to God. Listen to him in the other verses I have not read to you so far. Verse 1, O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. And then verses 9 to 14, Every day I call upon you, O Lord, I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the departed rise up to praise you? Is your steadfast love declared in the grave? Or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the darkness? Or your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, cry to you. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you cast my soul away? Why do you hide your face from me? Yes, the psalmist feels A, B, C, D. Abandonment, betrayal, condemnation, and darkness. Shut in, shut off, shut out. But at the very least, he is still praying to God. Therefore, I believe God has left this psalm in the Bible really to demonstrate how all of us can be completely honest with God. We can be angry with God, we can doubt God, but do not ever shut yourselves off from communicating with God. The point here is that God already sees everything. There is really no need to hide our emotions from Him, from this God who perfectly identifies with all our pain and suffering. The third reason I believe God has left this psalm in the Bible because one day God will answer the cry of Herman. A few hundred years after this song was written, Jesus became God's final answer to the psalmist's cry. Let me read to you from Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 to 46. 
Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Sixth hour refers to 12 noon, ninth hour is 3 p.m. And about the ninth hour, at 3 p.m., Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What was the last word of Psalm 88? Darkness. Jesus experienced complete darkness. What other feelings did the psalmist experience earlier? Abandonment, betrayal, condemnation. To be crucified is to be condemned. The crucifix was the ancient Roman's way of sentencing someone to the death penalty. It was the worst form of condemnation. Jesus bore the full weight of condemnation, even though he was completely innocent. The historian Luke wrote in his account, chapter 23 of his gospel, verses 13 to 24. Pilate, who was the governor at the time, called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore punish him and release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man, and release to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. But they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish him and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that the demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus over to their will. You see, Jesus was completely betrayed and abandoned by the very crowds who welcomed him on Pan Sunday. More than that, we also know in the other parts of the records of the Bible that Jesus was betrayed by one of his closest 12 disciples, Judas Iscariot, and the other 11 abandoned him and even denied knowing him. Jesus felt everything that the psalmist of Psalm 88 experienced. In fact, when Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He basically echoed the very last prayer of Herman, which was directed towards God. God, why do you reject me and hide your face from me? Jesus experienced the very abandonment of God, his Father. But why did Jesus have to go through all this pain and suffering? It's because Jesus identifies with us completely. He experiences total darkness so that we don't have to experience that darkness alone. You see, darkness can be seen at two levels. There's inner darkness, which is subjective, and outer darkness, which is objective. Inner darkness is what we feel. Outer darkness is what is really happening. The psalmist merely experienced inner darkness. He felt abandoned. Jesus, on the other hand, experienced complete outer darkness. He was truly forsaken by a pure and holy God. He carried the weight of the sins of the world. Jesus experienced objective darkness so that we, in our subjective darkness, we are never truly alone. So that in our subjective darkness, we are never totally abandoned, betrayed, 
and condemn. Remember I gave a brief explanation of what a circuit breaker does earlier? Now let me just explain it a bit further in detail. If you look at the picture on the screen, you will see how a normal circuit breaker looks like. An example of how it looks like anyway. And so there is this point in the bottom, uh, right bottom left hand corner, you will see the picture. There's a contact point between two metallic parts. If you do not know, there must be a closed circuit for electricity to flow, for the current to flow. And so what happens is when electricity suddenly surges, it causes a magnetic field uh, to, to take place, a very strong magnetic field, which disconnects and splits these two contact points, as you can see in this next second picture. And so because of this split, the circuit, the electricity current is no longer able to flow. And that's how a circuit breaker essentially works. If you didn't understand that scientific part, it doesn't matter. I think we have all experienced what it's like when a circuit breaker kicks in. What do we experience? Darkness. You see, Jesus is our divine circuit breaker. Besides the total darkness we have already read earlier in Matthew 27, he actually records in the rest of the passage of Matthew 27 a similar, uh, amazingly uh, spectacle. He says in verse 50, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. In other words, Jesus died. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Just as the circuit breaker is split open to stop the electrical surge, when sin surged, Jesus stepped in. He took all our monstrous atrocities among him, upon himself. He literally broke the power of sin and death when the curtain temple was torn into two. More than that, Jesus was shut in utter darkness and shut off from God the Father so that we might not be shut out. Jesus was shut off so that we might not be shut out. He died so that you and I can be fully reconciled to God, our Heavenly Father. Amoke family, do you remember what I read, preached to you last week from Romans 8, verses 31 to 39? Let me just revise and read this scripture again. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who is indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, God will never abandon us. He is forever on our side. He will never betray us. He does not condemn us who have put our faith in Christ Jesus. In fact, Jesus 
is our divine circuit breaker always. He reverses all the abandonment, betrayal, condemnation, and darkness we experience. Jesus is our divine circuit breaker always. Right now, I want to give an opportunity for those of you who have never placed your faith in Christ Jesus before, this divine opportunity to do so. Jesus was forsaken so that you might be forgiven. He died so that you can live. He was shut off from the Father so that you will not be shut out. If that's your desire, let us pray together. Dear Jesus, confess to you my sins. I thank you that you love me and you died for me. You were forsaken that I may be forgiven. You were shut off so that I may not be shut out from God our Father. And so Jesus, I place my faith in you. I trust you to be my Lord and Savior. Please forgive all my sins. And now, Lord, send me your Holy Spirit, that I might live a righteous, good, pure, and holy life, pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. 